Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. So we've started counting down the 12 days of Christmas, and it is a tricky terrain to navigate, particularly if this is your first. Whether you've got kids or you don't, in this episode today, we're going to be talking about how to navigate Christmas, what you need to know about lawyers, court, but also how do you get through the day, the lead up to, the traditions, the presents, and dealing with your ex, handovers family, extended family. Today, we're going to have a little chat with you because we get it. It's If you're listening to this episode in the week lead up to Christmas, then you're probably having a bit of a tricky, hairy time. And we want to talk through some things that we've discovered and mums realised to help people going through Christmas at or holiday season with, with or without their kids and with or without their family. Hello, mum. Hello, Laura. And and we, we do say happy Christmas to you and we hope... Um, that some of the things we talk about today will help you mm-hmm. through this time because, you know, there are other Christmases. Yes, and we weren't going to do an episode in the week of Christmas because we know a lot of you don't listen because, let's face it, it is a crazy busy time. But this is our present to you and to anybody who is out there who is listening because they are going through a stressful time. So we we, we see you, we, we know you're there, and so we're doing this episode particularly for you. So, Mum, we're going to cover eight. It's not a 12 days of Christmas. We should have done a 12 days of Christmas theme, but we're covering eight, eight days of Christmas, the eight topics. I think the podcast would have been very long to do <laughs> Yeah, well, we tried that with Coercive Control and it had yeah. to do a two-part. So we're going to talk about lawyers over Christmas, court over Christmas, Christmas is when you say it is. Uh, number four is Christmas alone or without the kids. Number five is Christmas traditions. Number six is your ex's family. Number seven is handovers. Number eight is presents and that painful elf on the shelf. <laughs> so, um, so we, and we're also going to talk about orders or not orders when we're talking in the handovers. So, mum, there are just some topics that maybe people might come up against in the next couple of days. Yes, yes. And often um, you're, it's really hard to find legal advice or, or get some support because um, it's a bit overwhelming over Christmas, people taking the lawyers taking time. Well, this is number one, Mum. So what is the deal with lawyers over Christmas? Do they just literally just turn the phones off and go home? We used to not do that. Yes. Someone always worked okay. over Christmas. Uh, but gradually with this realisation of work-life balance, I yes. guess, yeah. um, it's come a long way. And most law firms do close down for two weeks. Yes, at least in Queensland. And so you are a little bit on your own. Some mm-hmm. of them may have an emergency contact, but the problem with that is that the other lawyer might not be working. So mm. you can't be writing letters to the other side. And on top of that, the family court closes a little bit over Christmas. Well, well that's number two, so we'll okay, get into we'll that get in a minute. That as well. Yes, All so right. you can feel a little bit on your own, flares up. So if anyone's listening to this now, maybe your lawyers already have closed up, but is it a good idea just to, if you can foresee anything coming up, you should be sorting this out with your lawyer before they go on holiday? Yes. Yes. So traditionally, not tradi- traditionally, like I said, they used to stay open. Mm. Then they would start closing. I remember in the early 2000s, sneakily closing between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And now a lot of firms have just said it's, a, it's two weeks. So try and look ahead. If you've got any worries, try and ask those questions because otherwise it may well have to wait fixed up 
when they come back. So maybe if you've got some what ifs, maybe ask your what ifs. What if this happens on Christmas Day? What if this doesn't happen on Christmas Day? What if they don't, you know, so go through those what ifs and go and ask your lawyer if you can. So number two, mum, is court over Christmas. And so that's probably half the reason why the lawyers aren't there because I didn't realise this, but the court closes over Christmas. It does. It does. And various registries close for different lengths of time. But guys, there's always someone, a judge that you can get if it's a genuine emergency. There's a number you can ring and they'll put you through to a judge if it's a serious thing and it's it's got to be about children before you disturb those judges. So this year, coming up, uh, December 23, the main ones that are open seem to be the Brisbane uh, registry and they're, it's really close for just a short time between Christmas and, and uh, New Year. But Parramatta, uh, so all the New South Wales regional ones, Canberra, Dandenong and Hobart as well, are just going to be closed from the 25th of December to the 5th of Jan. But Albury, Dubbo, Lismore, Launceston, Darwin, Townsville, Rocky, Cairns, all those ones, and one of the Sydney Street, William Street ones in Sydney and Wollongong, they're going to be closed between the 25th of December and the 8th of January. Okay. So go on, if this isn't, if you're listening to this at a later year, um, you just Google the FCFCOA. Gov, gov, and then you just look in their opening times for the mm. year that you're listening to this. And if you're listening to this in another country, I guess you could go on the website and make sure that you know mm. if your court's open or not. Yeah. So what they've got is the Adelaide, Brisbane and Sydney, Melbourne, Perth and Support Hub will be open throughout the entire period except Christmas Day, Boxing Day and January the 1st. And, and on those days, you have to ring the after-hours service. And it's one three hundred three five two triple zero. But I hope nothing like that happens to mm-hmm. you guys, mm-hmm. but it's just nice to know. And if you're thinking of doing anything with children or changing something with children at this stage, it's unlikely that you'll be able to do it through the courts unless it's a genuine emergency. So number three, Mum, mm. Christmas is when you say it is. So yeah. what do you mean by that? It's something I've always said. I said it to myself and I've said it to you and I've said it to my clients. And that is that people get really sad understandably, when they have the first Christmas without the kids and all of the traditions and things. But, you know, two Christmases are great. When I was an independent children's lawyer, I used to get that feedback all the time that the kids love. They have Christmas at one parent's house and when they get to the next parent's house, there's presents under the tree, there's plum pudding and crackers. and It's like someone's pressed the reset button and you is. get to do it all again. It is. So so you can have second Christmas. That's fine. And don't be sad about that. Yeah. And you don't have kids to. don't mind. And you don't have to have Christmas on Christmas Day. You can have it a week before, a week after, a month after. It doesn't really matter. And, and to be honest, especially particularly younger kids, they don't know what day Christmas is. Like I just had to ask you what day it was on because I was counting how many days were left. <laughs> don't, don't tell everyone that, Laura. <laughs> I'm really bad with dates and numbers. I just am. And and I sometimes, you know, when you're busy, you're just like, what, what? So, and, and in a holiday for kids, school holiday time is feels like a year, right? So they don't know. And, you know, I'm not saying lie to them and say today's Christmas Day. Just go, today we're going we're gonna to do all the things we do on Christmas Day. We're having second Christmas. Yeah. Or if you don't have kids, there's no reason why you can't have Christmas traditions, Christmas dinners with your friends and family. I saw uh, someone on the uh, Instagram the other day have Merry Friendsmas and they have a, a complete Christmas day just with their friends, Christmas lunch, Christmas parties, Christmas games. 
opening presents. And, you know, so you don't have to do it on Christmas. How, how many of us have been to Christmas in July in Australia, desperate to, to be eating in cold weather, roast, inappropriately chilly weather? Yes, not sweating. So if they've ever been to one of those, they generally feel like it does feel like Christmas. Yeah. It smells like Christmas. It looks like Christmas, yeah. except it's not really hot. That's right. <laughs> so that, Mum, you've always had that motto. And I know we have done another episode and we've gone into depth about co-parenting and Christmas. Mm-hmm. So please check that one out. It's quite an early one we did a couple of years ago, but it is a goodie. So number four, Mum, Christmas alone or without the kids. So we already kind of talked about you can celebrate Christmas at any time. But if the kids are with the other parent or, you know, you don't have kids and your partner is gone, that can be so hard to be sitting there alone. So you can put some put some things in place. So you're yeah. saying don't don't put your head in the sand and not think about am I what am I going to actually be doing on Christmas Day? Because you know I'm having Christmas Day and I've got people who are coming who have no family in Australia. I've got people who are coming who do have family in Australia, but they don't want to sit with them. <laughs> so so you know so we've got lots of people coming to Christmas for our Christmas that have thought ahead. Yes, and said hey can I come along? So so you can do that too. You can, you can. And if you've got kids, the best gift you can give your kids for Christmas is for them not to be worried about you. So you can say to them, look, I'll see you after Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas. Mummy's, mummy's going to have dinner with some friends and, mm-hmm. and I'll be all right and I'll see you on this day. That way they're not thinking, poor mum. I think the cruelest thing I ever heard of a mother saying to the kids was, oh, if you don't have Christmas with me this year, I'll just eat KFC alone. Oh. And I'm thinking, does KFC open on Christmas Day? It does, Mum. It's a tradition in Japan. In Japan yes. And so, they're trying to push it into Australia. So that was a terrible guilt trip for Christmas Day. And I wouldn't be surprised if kids like that grow up hating Christmas. So, you know, we need to keep that magic in it. Mm. Even if you book a holiday, go away to a resort, they'll, they'll, you can eat Christmas lunch in a hotel room, in a restaurant, and everybody's around. You, yeah. you, you don't have to be alone. Yes, and, that's right. And, and you can go on a cruise. Mm. Think of it, turn it on its head. Think of the things you can do that you couldn't do if you've got the kids with you or if you were still with Grumble Bum so that you can do the thing you really want to do. We had a lady write in and I hope she doesn't, I'm not saying who it is, but she wrote in and she said, so excited about Christmas this year. I get to listen to my favourite Christmas song without my ex (laughs) telling me how stupid it is. And she's going to listen to it on repeat. Mm -hmm. And she's gone and bought, because she's going through some financial control Mm -hmm. at the moment, gone and bought an op shop Christmas tree and she's going to have the best Christmas she's ever had. So she's so excited. So just think about all of those things you loved doing on Christmas that you were no longer allowed to do or things that you had had to compromise. And that, I guess, takes us to that next thing, Christmas traditions. Yeah. So again, like you said, Christmas doesn't have to be on Christmas Day. And so there are traditions people have or have done with their family forever. So what what do you say, what can people do about those, those traditions? I think generally people will have the kids around Christmas time. So even if you haven't got them on Christmas Day, and if it's traditional to put the tree up and decorate it, do that when they're all around, do it early. If there's uh, traditions that you have in decorating the house and going out to see the lights and singing carols, you should be able to do that. With you draft your orders, uh, even though the kids are on holidays with the other parent, they come home for some of the Christmas. And that's generally what the courts do. So you might get from changeover on Christmas Day like that. I don't think 
don't know that the kids always like that. We're going to talk about that next. Keep your traditions up and it's Just like second Christmas. Juggle it. Juggle it, extend it, mm. start it early. I think the biggest thing like I've learned, and, and with Christmas you have to be organised anyway, I think a lot of separated families and, you know, particularly like I pre-planned Christmas, we're doing Christmas stuff in November, you know, so that I make sure we can fit it all in. Yes. And and that's just what you have to be a little bit organised, a little bit organised and a little bit sorted to know that you're going to squish it all in and get it all done. Some of the kids looking back and going, I missed that tradition that year because yeah. I was at the other house. I want to double their joy, not mm. have it. But I also think it's a good idea to start a new tradition. So if you only have the kids for Christmas every second year, have a tradition for you to do you know, without the kids that you can look forward to, you know, what is it something that you can do? Or even with the kids, you know, what is a tradition you can set up, you know, write them a letter and or get them to write their letter to Santa and co-parent can send it to you to read so you know what to get. Like, you know, there's things that you can do and create new new traditions. Yeah. So there's lots of things you can do to do a crossover if you've got amicable co-parenting, I'm sure. Or even just child-focused co-parenting. Yes. So then, Mum, before we get into the handovers and stuff, we've also got your ex's family. Now, a Christmas present to you this year, if you're listening and this is your first year of separation, might be you really didn't like your ex's family and your Christmas present is you don't have to sit at a dinner table with them and deal with, you know, mother-in-law comments or whatever. Or buy them presents. Yes. So that's, I'd say that's half of you. Then there's the other half who are going to miss your ex's yeah. side of the family. And, of mm. course, if you're a good person, you probably got along with them really well, if they're good people. And it is tricky, Mum. So do you have any kind of, have you seen anything where that's come unstuck and people need to be mindful? Yes, I think so. So if you would normally have rung them uh, on Christmas Day to wish them happy Christmas, chances are your ex is over there Christmas Day. Do that a day before, mm. a couple of days before, so that it's just not so awkward for them. If uh, they are going to feel disloyal talking to you, if, if you've got an, an ex who's banned them from talking to you, I've seen that happen. That's controlling. But, yeah, not much. Send them an email or a text and just say, just say, I'm thinking of your happy Christmas, love, whatever. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Or send them a card. Send them two emojis. Yeah. So so really, I think, you know, and we've got the different types. You've got your amicable. If you had an amicable separation, and, and for co-parenting, it's best to be on good terms with the other side's family because you're probably going to see them and, and rely on them for support with the kids. And they're still the kids' grandparents. And, and they're going to be at, like, concerts and yes. recitals probably. You're going to see them. Don't mm. make it awkward. Yeah. So if if you did ring them, then try and ring it just maybe not on the day. Send them a card. Send them a text. Just keep that going. If they were horrible, do you still think they should? Or they're do you just... they did to me. Okay, mum cuts, cuts and runs. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they're dead to me. So, look, if you don't have to pretend, but you don't have to write something nasty either. No, no, no. You just don't do anything. Yeah. And... The, the, the other thing to be mindful of is that your ex will be heavily relying on them for his support or her support. And so you don't want to to in, to sort of um, have them feeling disloyal or your ex finding them to be disloyal so he, he no longer or she no longer accesses that support. So you can't be over the top of them. They are no longer your wife's parents. Yes. They are 
the grandparents of your children, just a slightly different relationship. Yes, and I have heard from people that over time that relationship does build back up. It can become, if everything goes well over time, it's a normal relationship again, but maybe just ease off a little bit for the the first year. Well, think about this. So when the kids get older and they get a car, you want their relationship with those that family to be good enough that they can pop, pop over and have a visit go over for tea. You don't, yeah. you don't want to deprive them of one side. And then the next flip side of that is you're, if you're having Christmas with your family anyway, mm. your family, you don't want to be sitting down, and this is something to be mindful of, mm. and it's so hard because you, you are, especially in your first year, you're absorbed into the world of drama. And if you've got a manipulative controlling or high conflict ex, it's all that goes through your head sometimes. And you'd be sitting at Christmas dinner, you've got to try to be really mindful not to talk about it all the time. Yeah, it's bad for you, I think, bad for for the kids. Yes. Uh, It is often the case that the children are with another parent and that other parent might not let the children ring you on Christmas, which would be gut-wrenching, but you have to hide it from your family, really, so that you're not like Debbie Downer at the Christmas table, Hmm. and from the kids. So they don't real, don't think they've hurt your feelings or they don't realise they've been manipulated. It would be a good idea, and mum's not saying hide it from everyone, but maybe not at the dinner table in front of everybody, but talk to your sister or your brother later and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they didn't let me call. Yes, yeah. I was getting yeah. to that. Or lifeline. Yes, uh, yes, but it's it's just one day mm. and, you know, and you will get them back and then they can be, you can move on. It's not going to be forever. Yeah, yeah. So that's a tricky one. And if anyone's navigating that, the family side of things, I mean, Christmas is with families is tricky even without a divorce. So, you know, the best thing you can do for yourself at a Christmas, I love this idea. Someone, one of my friends did this. She's already had her family Christmas and she had a little timeout room. So like not a naughty room, but if if it was all getting too much for someone, they'd just go and sit in the dark, quiet and flip on their phone for a bit and then go back out again. I want that room. And she said it totally stopped fights and drama because everyone just went and defused and then came back out. So if you start feeling sad, upset, emotional, you know, you can go to your room, just have a little lie down, have a little, you know, let let one of your closest family members know, hey, I'm not feeling the greatest, I'm just mm-hmm. going to go. Mm-hmm. Have a little disconnect and then go back in and yeah. recycle yourself. Yeah, agreed. A little bit of um, mental, a little bit of mediation. Yeah. Uh, meditation. meditation. Don't a go to mediation of, on Christmas Day. A bit of, uh, <laughs> yes, and, and a little bit of breathing. I, I can tell you I spent a lot of time on your auntie's stairs mm. um, de- decompressing and, and not mm. being stressed. And don't forget the other side of that, Laurie, if you've moved on a little bit, you may be at your new partner's place oh, gosh. and meeting their family for the first time. Well, you'll be distracted as yes. then. So, yes. So, but no one's going to expect you to be your sparkly best self if this is your first year with changes. So don't go hard on yourself. And acknowledge it. People yeah. will. I, I don't think you should pretend everything's normal. But do you? The best you can. So when someone says, oh, hey, how are you? you? go, well, it's been a bit of a tricky Christmas this year, but I'm going to make the best of it. Mm, I love it. Number seven, handovers. Dun, dun, dun. Now, if you don't have kids, great, you can scroll past this bit and get to the next bit. But if you do have kids, handovers on Christmas Day is like people have orders that are like, one page long on how to do handovers on Christmas yes. Day. So, Mum, what what things can you say to people about Christmas Day handover? Well, in all of my years there, I've never really established that one of these ideas for Christmas is better than the other, but there are different ways to celebrate Christmas. And generally, the question I ask my clients is, what did 
you used to do for Christmas Day. So what's your main part of Christmas, Christmas Eve? Well, then you might want to do changeover on Christmas Eve in the afternoon mm-hmm. and every second Christmas Eve is spent with you and every second one with the other side. Or it might be that Christmas Day was the big day mm-hmm. and, and it might be that neither of you can bear the thought of not seeing the kids on Christmas Day. Well, your kids may have said, we want to see both parents on Christmas Day, in which case you do your changeover on Christmas Day. It seems, it just seems very disruptive. The reason those orders are so long, Laura, is to make it go as smoothly as possible so that the kids don't feel distraught. Things that you, you can do, for God's sake, don't say they can't take their presents with them. Change over lunchtime on Christmas Day. Yeah. So sometimes the court splits it up on request, usually from Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. say five o'clock Christmas Eve to 12 noon Christmas Day, which open, it's opening presents in the morning around the tree, a bit of time with one family, change over at 12 noon early enough for dinner with the other side of the family, and then that evening, and then they go back on Boxing Day. So it just all depends. Some people have got orders that just give the first half of the Christmas school holidays to one or other of the parent. And that's Christmas sort of goes in with that. It's really more common that you will have time with the kids within a day or two of actual Christmas day. So when it comes to handovers, Mm. some people do handovers at homes, Mm. some people do handovers at a location. Well, and some people maybe do contact centre visits for Christmas as well. Or do they? Or lead up to? You're invited to our free webinar. Whether you're stuck at the beginning of deciding to divorce or you're struggling to find your way through the legal jargon and fear of the unknown of the legal process, we are here to empower you to take control. Join us to learn what steps you can take, followed by a live Q&A where you get Lynn, my amazing mum, and family law accredited specialist to answer your questions. All you have to do is go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and click on Reserve My Seat. We'll see you there. Hurry, spaces are limited, so don't miss out. Register today. So when it comes to handovers, Mm. some people do handovers at homes, Mm. some people do handovers at a location, Well, and some people maybe do contact centre visits for Christmas as well. Or do they? Or lead up to? Yes, well, there's often lead up to, but you have to check with your individual contact centres. Look, the thing with Christmas Day, if I can just talk about the elephant in the room, in some families... People drink on Christmas Day. So That's the elephant. That's the elephant. Okay. They have a glass of champagne in the morning. Uh, they have they have wine with lunch, and then they don't want to be putting the children in the car in the car and driving them to the other person. And the other person might have been drinking and doesn't want to come over and get them. And I suspect. That's a quiet reason why people don't do changeovers on Christmas Day, Mark. So when it comes to handover, if if you've got orders, mm. you follow them to the T. So list. who does the handover, who and when, you follow that to the T. If you don't have orders, I can foresee a lot of drama over people going, no, will you drop them over or you bring them over. Mm. But if, if, if someone is the drinker, then try your hardest to make it you that does the driving because you don't want the kids to be put in a position of danger with someone drinking. Here's a tip. I said that's the elephant in the room Mm. because I've never heard of anyone say, our client is not doing Christmas Day handover at lunchtime because he will be over the limit alcohol. (laughs) No one says it. No, like nobody says, (laughs) oh, change up on Christmas. This is what they go. Change over what? On Christmas? What time? 
oh. They're doing the maths in their head. <laughs> and, and you can tell. Yeah. And so I don't have to say, oh, you're going to drink? Because I just go, well, what about if we do this? Yes. From, you know, Christmas Eve at 5 p.m. till 9 a.m. Mm. Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're that. saying, so the people that don't have orders, if your ex is not actually saying, well, I don't want to do that because I'm drinking, but if they're delaying or they're being a bit cagey, don't think, oh, they just don't want me to see the kids. It might just be, oh, they're planning on drinking. Yes. So either make it really easy for them and you do the picking up and the dropping off or suggest a really early handover time. No one's drinking at 7am, surely. Well, if they are, they won't be over the limit, I wouldn't have thought. No. Yeah. And and you know what? You know what your ex's habits are. Yes. So work to the best around them for the sake of the kids, which can be so frustrating. And and the last thing you want to be doing is negotiating handover times for Christmas at this stage. And we did do that episode, the, the other one, like it was in October, we said, we know you're not thinking about Christmas yet, but start organising it because this is what's going to come a cropper. But there will be some people who have only just separated last week or the week before. Of course, or the day before. So if you've got an ex, mum, who you have just split from, if anyone's listening today, and I think we there's another elephant in the room, mum. I can't talk about it. Separated under one roof. How do you do Christmas on separated under one roof? Well, you'll have to, if you're tolerating each other enough to perhaps pass each other in the driveway, um, you'll have to tolerate each other enough to perhaps sit around the tree and... Watch the kids open presents. Open the presents if you can, you know... If you don't have kids. Even at a safe distance. Yeah. Um, And then... I think that if you, I, I don't think that extends to having to eat a meal, drink a meal with them. Hmm. Drink a meal. Drink a meal. Mum, is there an elephant in the no, room? You need to talk about that. Well, the elephant, the other elephant in the room with drinking, and you know I don't. There's a circus in here with so many elephants, <laughs> yes. but yes. Is that a few drinks start happening, people get tetchy, they start mm. bringing out all of their old grievances. Their filter drops. That's right. And, and you don't know what you might say, you don't know what they might say. Yeah. So you need to remove yourself. It's not your time with Christmas if you've decided it's a, do a deal. You can remove yourself and go out for dinner or whatever, go out for lunch. But, yes, so I think Christmas is a very volatile time. It is. And it's no weird that, that the lawyers are shut during this time. I don't think it's any accident. Okay. Because okay. people will ring you up on Christmas Day go, oh, he won't let me have the kids. I'm out here. In the what can you do? Nothing. Yeah, yes. And so Christmas time, if you get yourself in trouble, you're really going to have to wait till the new year. Or if it's danger, you call the police, well, obviously. Well, well, so, so basically what you're saying is if you've got orders, you're lucky, you can cling to them yes. and use them as your lifeline. You don't have orders and you haven't got a plan in place already, write one out and send it to them and say, this is what I'm thinking. Did you want to change it? Is there any ideas that you want? And then at least you've got some sort of itinerary in that lead up to go with. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's just a hard time for people and it is often a lot of people split up over Christmas. Um, So, and it can be just sitting there thinking, I don't really want to do this for the rest of my life. But so for you too, my dears who are listening, Christmas can be whenever you say it is. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel Christmassy, put on your favourite music, watch whatever you binge watch. Binge watch a TV show. 
What's that one, The Bachelor? You watched? Oh, oh God! <laughs> but it's 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 funny. I watch it because it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny and ter- terrifying. Don't watch The Bachelor it's if you're true. dating again. Don't watch The Bachelor. But yeah, so find out what the binge watch something. Just get yourself through the day. Just get yourself through the day. Absolutely, it's a day. And one of the best things I've ever heard from a great friend who's also a psychologist is she said, if you can't get through the day, just focus on getting through the next hour. And if you can't focus on getting through the hour, just get through the next 10 minutes, you know, so you can push yourself through and then go, okay, I've got through that 10 minutes. I'm going to get through the next and distract yourself. Just distract. Don't, don't drink yourself to a stew because some people who end up drinking too much end up extra sad. If you are alone and you're extra sad, then that's going to be extra worse. So try and do stuff that peps you up. So mum, that gets us to number eight. Yes. Presents and that dusted elf situation. So let's talk about I know. So we have talked about the elf before, but let's talk about presents. So obviously, if you don't have kids, you know, are you buying your ex a present? Is that a good idea? If your ex buys you a present, should you accept it? Like if they're trying to get you back, like what do you do without kids situation with presents? Uh Avoid it like the plague? Yeah, I think so. Um, And you think if your ex gets you a present, um, provided it's not another engagement ring or she's not giving you, you know, something that, that would mean you have to see her again and again and again. Because it would would be less than gracious to refuse it. Uh, so I think you have to wing that one, contact. I don't know how many people it. are getting presents from their exes on Christmas Day, but I just thought I'd mention that. Well, I'll tell you who does. Who? The kids who have been with the other parent lead up to Christmas will want to buy their parent a present, oh. uh, the other parent a present. Yes. And, of course, they don't have money. And they're naive little things. So what they might think is appropriate could be uh, something that is hurtful to you. If there's been, a, I don't know, a particular song or a particular game you used to play together and it might be kind of trying to manipulate, you're going to have to hide that from the kids and just be very excited. Okay, so that's true. You might. And then if you do have kids, then you've got the minefield of Santa and presents. Like, yeah. how do you make sure you don't buy the same present for the kids? And do you send presents with them when they go? Do you wait for them to open them when they get back? Or does that really all come down to what type of divorce personality type you're dealing with? Mm, I think it comes down to the child. Right. Okay. So if you can't talk to the, your ex about presents and you just buy sh- things for them and then it turns out they already got it out. Oh. I nearly did that for one of my grandsons. Oh. I nearly bought something and I thought, I'll just check. Oh, he got it two days ago. <laughs> but look, keep your dockets. You can always take them back. That's true. And you know what I've noticed? You know how they always do like the top Christmas wish yes. list of kids of the for the year? And in the old days when I was like getting presents for my kids, it was like Tickle Me Elmo and, yeah. you know, everyone had run to the shops to try and get Now it's Robux money or online gaming money. Like yeah. you don't even have to go to the shops to get that. So so I guess in a way that's less likely to double up, but you know, you're right. If if it if it does double up, you can always take about if you are amicable, just say, hey, I'm thinking of buying this big ticket item. Do you mind letting me know? Or oh, that's true. There's so many things you can do. So then I think the next question you asked is um, can they take the presents with them? Yes. And you must let them take them. Of gifts. course. Yeah. And if uh, the other person keeps those gifts. Mm-hmm. This is going to be controversial. Oh. 
buy them again. <laughs> so they've got one at your place and one at Like you did for me, Mum. <laughs> uh, it's just a way of easing the pain, kids. If they're going to be that much of a poo-poo bum, then yes. you're just going to have to pick it up, suck it up. Because you're right, I do remember that Christmas opening these presents. And I don't think you were particularly wealthy at the time. You weren't a lawyer yet. And uh, I know, you know, dad wasn't wealthy, but we got a cabbage patch, the best new Barbie, Transformers, yeah, all this sort of stuff. And I was, it was like the best Christmas presents ever. And then to go home and not be able to take them with you, it was heartbreaking. And then, you know, to, to, for you to then <laughs> go and get them and then bring them, I was so stoked. And so I think even, I think that's maybe why I'm obsessed with buying vintage Barbies now, Mum, as well. It's caused the psychological damage of that issue. So be aware that it really can have a massive effect on the kids. What you do, you know, that you might be doing it because you're like, well, I don't want them to take that $400 toy to their house because I'm never going to see it again. But it's not about you and it's not about your your money. It's what you gave the child. It's the child's to take. So if you do feel like you've got a manipulative controlling a narcissistic sex who you know, so I've heard of a story where the, the mother hated the new wife and they'd bought something for the child. The child took it over and the mother ripped it up and threw it in the bin immediately. So if you know that you've got a personality type like that, or if you know that you're dealing with someone like that, maybe don't buy presents that are really expensive because you think that's going to happen. Email them the gift card. Yeah. And you say to little Johnny, you know, that one's got presents. So just really, it's for planning. I think the whole point of this episode really is, and it's a little late because it is a couple of days before Christmas, but if you plan in advance, yes. think about, you know, if I get this for them, how will that go over there? What will my, how will my ex react? If I buy, if I don't check with them and they get the same present, will that be a problem? So really just planning in advance and making sure that your kids are going to be okay. Yes. I think this is not a good time to get a new puppy, kitten, uh, because that can be a big problem. And that the kids don't want to leave the new puppy, kitten, and it goes to. So try and think of it as though you were the child, mm-hmm. or imagine what your child might say about that Christmas when they're your age. Yeah, yeah. Looking back, you don't want that to have been a terrible Christmas. Yes, that's right. And look, I know it sounds very preachy for us to be like, mm. oh, you should try this and you should try that, but it's, just, it's things that you might not have even thought of, mm. you know. So it's just I, I know of another tradition where the parent who doesn't have the child, it's a tradition they've created, and they have a box with Christmas stuff all over it and they put little presents in that's from the other parent to open on Christmas Day. So there's still a presence of the other parent knowing that I got a present from mummy, I got a present from daddy and it's a tradition. Yeah. So, so, you know, you can create your own traditions because every family's different. So you're going to know what the kids are going to be upset about and you can think of new ways to, to fill those holes for them. And if you've got a manipulative and controlling ex on the other side, then you're going to have to kind of crystal ball gaze and try and imagine what might happen yes that would cause your kids angst yeah you know and a good indication of that is what did they do last year at Christmas when you were together together, or what did they do last Christmas if you already been separated for a year and a bit so but more importantly than anything else we want if you're listening today to remember that it is just a day and it is it's only one day and you will be okay and 
two, three years down the track, five years down the track, you're going to look back and go, you're so glad that you got through that and you're so much happier now. And I know those people that have left are already so much happier. And, and I think that um, the wisest thing I ever heard was, was Christmas dinner, right? Christmas lunch. It's just Sunday roast with a cracker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no big deal. I mean, I looked at some magazines this year. Yes. Um, for the, you know, Christmas. And and I it just leapt out of me. I was on the plane and it just leapt out of me the words that were being used in this magazine, this home-type magazine, and it yeah. was best Christmas ever, how to make perfect. the perfect roast, amaze your friends with this dessert, showstopper by Malassi. You get the drift. Create never everlasting memories. And I'll bet none of that are in men's magazines, by the way. No. It was the what they call the women's magazine. And it was the pressure. It was pressure. And I just thought, nuts to that. I'm going to just settle for a Christmas lunch if I was if we weren't going out. That's as good as my Sunday roasts. Yeah. Yeah, with a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. So don't put pressure on yourself. And then, and even if you you know you're doing the whole kit and caboodle, just remember, go easy on yourself. You've mm. had a rough a rough year, yes. or you're going into a rough year. Mm-hmm. So be kind to yourself. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to create the perfect day. And it is just a day. And we've got your back. Yep, we do. Listen to us. Yeah. Um, next year, when you're ready, or start if you can listen to 130 episodes <laughs> of back catalogue, whenever you yes. like. So, so, Mum, thank you for doing this episode. And sorry, guys, it wasn't particularly legal, but it is an important one for everybody to just, you know, you just got to think about these things. I just want our listeners to know that. In spite of what happened as a child for, to you. I'm obsessed with Christmas. She is. And we're sitting here today. <laughs> in the morning. In the morning. And I see her wearing pyjamas with gingerbread men, uh, <laughs> candy, candy cane presents. <laughs> so I do love Christmas. She loves Christmas. Yes. So it didn't break me. It's all no, good. It's all good. So sending our love and Merry Christmas to you all. And we'll see you next week. A joy and peace, everyone. Bye. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.